0: Are we back to these days again? Are we back to the days of Russia, Russia, Russia? This is what a lot of people are saying is happening now in Washington. This is the only thing the Democrats are seeing. Russia, Russia, Russia. That is their only thought, from the president on down and the rest of the Democratic Party.
1: We're united in our understanding of the urgency and seriousness of the threat Russia is making to global peace and
0: stability. This is the greatest threat to security in Europe since World War II. Ukraine is maybe a major problem between Ukraine and Russia. They're not a NATO ally. Ukraine is
2: in danger. President Putin is blatantly and violently breaking the laws.
3: I mean, listen, guys. We're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about.
0: Does she even know what she's talking about? Because at the end of the day, it's war in Europe and war between Russia and an Eastern European country that for decades was building much of the Soviet Union's weaponry. An Eastern European country that had been part of Russia and the Soviet Union for decades until it was Declared an independent country in 1991. Yes, of course, there was a time before 1680 when Ukraine was uh, an independent kingdom of Kiev, or it was part of the Polish-Lithuanian nation state. uh, That that you know this kingdom of Lithuania and Poland, which eventually you know, if you look at history, Poland uh, and Lithuania have uh, effectively moved either way for for many years. So you know, as you as you've listened to people like. Camilla Harris, you know, you, you begin to wonder, does she even know what she's talking about?
3: We're talking about the potential for war in Europe.
0: Yeah, it's war in Europe. It's not war in the United States. It doesn't mean that if war comes to Europe. What if it's Germany versus France again? What if it's England versus France? What if it's the Dutch and other things? George Washington put it very well, beware European entanglements and beware of foreign entanglements with countries that are far beyond and have longer histories of warfare than anything we've ever done in the United States. You know, you, you talk about racial justice, social justice, and all these issues. If you want to talk about countries that have, you know, major, major, major issues when it comes to, to topics um, that are, that are uh, taking place, then you have to look at the potential for for what is happening um, in uh you know in, in in other parts of the world. Yes, it's sad what's happening in Ukraine. But it does not automatically mean that because uh, things are things are happening one way or another that things are moving. Uh, very interesting as, as we look at the situation in Ukraine and, and what is happening as you see uh, Russian forces moving, you know, across different parts of, of Ukraine. It's unclear if these forces are, are actually headed into uh, areas that are outside of uh, the, the regions that Russia has declared uh, uh, independent or, or somewhat independent uh, states. Again, let's go back to the situation on the ground here. Kiev and uh, Sky News' coverage. Some of these guys I actually worked with covering uh, some situations uh, in the Philippines and Southeast Asia.
2: And on this is not just a question of money it is a question of national security and that's why we need this maximum action now when you talk about maximum action this appears uh, to be the kind of whim of president putin this is his war this is his chosen war shouldn't sanctions try at least to target president putin himself is that possible to do of course and those around him it's not easy because much of his wealth is held by others Uh, but certainly this is a country where most of the wealth is held by about 500 people Uh, most of the wealth that they hold uh, has been under the blessing of the regime so the world must come together and uh, target uh, President Putin, his close associates, uh, those who've supported this action. That's what must be done. And we've got to make clear that we reject this notion of spheres of influence. And this isn't just about money and financial sanctions. You know, as far back as the Yalta Conference in 1945, Stalin was telling Churchill that Russia had a right to so-called friendly states on its border, in other words, uh, governments that it could control.
4: And uh, the West, but they did try and talk about um, missile deployments, uh, other areas where perhaps they could improve their cooperation. And I think it is also true that uh, Vladimir Putin resents very much that in the earlier years of his reign, he um, he was much more amenable to negotiations with the West, um, and that those were rebuffed, and that he has not been... Um, treated in the way that he feels he should have been treated, uh, perhaps in the ways that countries like India, Turkey, uh, China do treat him by the West. Um, and this is indeed a moment for him to challenge Uh, the Western hegemony, he's talked consistently about how we live in a a multipolar world and that the West needs to understand that and that there are various axes um, and that those axes need to be taken seriously and that the West should not just be a sort of self-serving entity that continues to believe that it rules the world. Um, But we'll see how far he goes and what kind of repercussions this does have back home
2: of the Ukraine Forum at uh, Chatham House. So, Orissia Lutsevich, thank you very much for being with us. First of all, uh, what do you make of what is unfolding here?
4: Well,
3: Mark, what is unfolding is the war in the heart of Europe. And uh, clearly, I would like our viewers to understand that Russia has uh, not security concerns, as Tony Branson was saying, but territorial demands for an independent country, that is Ukraine and we have seen the pre-stage show uh evolving of our hands together with the military build, uh, build up uh, um, across Ukrainian border to invade the country to put it to its knees and to compel some of these concessions that president putin voiced yesterday on television
0: so you're you're hearing of course the ukrainian side the british side the eu side <laughs> Obviously, these are these are very you know important uh, issues and, and topics, and something that Americans should consider. Obviously, many of these countries aren't United States allies, and in the event of direct attacks on them, uh, based on the NATO charter, there is a totally different situation as to uh, what, what is happening uh, in Ukraine and and these issues. But that said, let's look at the situation uh, in in. You know, in the area, what, what is uh, what is going on from from a different perspective uh, on what is happening in the so-called special operations in the Donbas, uh region, and uh, you know, the the, uh, the, the the different situation there from from a different perspective, uh, which which is being reported uh, by uh, what used to be known as, as Radio Moscow, but this is actually uh, RT Russia. And uh, how how they're reporting on it because you know you you have to hear both sides you have to hear both sides yes Ukraine is a friendly country to the United States there are millions of Ukrainians uh, and people of Ukrainian descent uh, in uh, the USA I think I have Ukrainian DNA I mean I really don't know but but uh, I know definitely we have Polish, Lithuanian, Ukraine, Russian all that mixed in definitely got some of some of that gene pool in me Um, but you know it's different you know as as uh you listen um um to to you know how uh how the uh, ukrainians are, are viewing uh, their recognition uh from uh you know uh from russia uh by these uh, areas uh, in Dumas uh which is you know what, what exactly uh they're they're looking at uh, you know, and, and how uh, they're, they're viewing the situation. Not seeing a lot of video on the ground, which is which is worrisome, obviously, because you know, obviously fighting is going on, yes, it is hard to get video out of those areas. Um, and we, we really don't know the extent of the fighting as of this time. We've been seeing a lot of movement of civilians and people. Uh, obviously, uh, there have been instances of uh, uh, what appear to be targeted strikes, and some scenes of some buildings that are that apparently been hit by uh, artillery. And uh, it is hard to independently verify or confirm who exactly the the artillery is coming from. The Ukrainians obviously say it's coming from the Russians, um, and and that is something that uh, uh, that is obviously uh, being being looked at uh, very closely. Um, or is you know uh, has a fog about it, and you often do not know which which side is is uh, giving you the. Uh, the, uh, clear situation as to uh, what, what is happening uh, on the ground. Let's listen to uh, what, what some, some of what is being said uh, uh, from uh, uh, Ukraine. Uh, the EU, of course, they're reacting to uh, new packages of sanctions versus Russia and uh, the response to the uh, Donbass recognition uh, by the uh, uh, by the uh, Russian Federation. And uh, you know how, how all of this, of course, is, is affecting uh, Russia's situation and uh, the uh, the uh, the recognition uh, being rejected by the EU. EU
3: leaders that further sanctions are likely to be in the pipeline that they could follow in the next few days, and, and some leaders have actually expressed the desire to have quote big bang sanctions to come. Now, we also heard earlier from the French finance minister who lashed out at the Nord Stream 2 project, which was quite surprising because earlier he had supported it. The EU finance ministers are due to meet on Friday and Saturday to also look at further sanctions. The French foreign minister has said that Putin does not accept Ukraine's independence under international law and accused him of revisionism and reinventing history. At the same time, we've heard again from the German Foreign Affairs Minister accusing Putin of to quote, lying, re planned intervention in Ukraine And and in terms of what Putin said to Western leaders in recent days. The West is said to be preparing for all scenarios, including a full Russian invasion. And then the United Kingdom is ready for more military action and more military support for Ukraine. We have heard from the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson saying that to quote lethal aid in the form of weapons and non-lethal aid will soon be provided by the UK to Ukraine
1: as implementing Minsk agreements and and incorporating these people and um, actually doing something. So now they can say, okay, we probably wanted to do something, but the situation made it impossible. So in that sense, um, it is... you can't say that uh, Kiev has some point which they scored. In terms of your earlier argument about the US and uh, the UK wanting a uh, wanting a war, I generally do not believe so. They would want maybe to have a little bit of a kind of demonstration effect, a little skirmish here and there. They largely want Russia to be seen as, to some extent, kind of battered, having a bit of a bloody nose. Some of the military want to see how the Western weapons would perform against the real enemy who, uh, who actually um, shoots back. But I don't think that Western well, leaders. Well, I, 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 yeah, Anna, it. Anna I, I, if I, with all due respect, Anna, I mean, the US and other NATO countries have been pouring a lot of arms into Ukraine. And that's for uh, one reason and one reason
2: only, and that is to use them. And of course, again in the very early hours of the morning. In this village, ironically named Merry Mountain, locals are terrified. When this Ukrainian shell landed in the middle of their village, many were hiding in the basements, which may have saved their lives. No people were hurt, but a family dog wasn't so lucky. You can see two wounds in its head, a piece of shrapnel apparently that went into either side or the back of the head and kicked.
0: Well, okay, this this is something that that is interesting. Of course, the uh, Russians are interviewing a Ukrainian dog that apparently has been hit in the Donbass region by a shelling. I mean, I've covered conflicts. I've covered uh, internal conflicts. The Civil War, I've covered terrorist attacks I've, I've covered um, um, actual combat situations I've been under fire as a journalist uh, I've never had to interview a dog about it getting hit by a shrapnel um, Dog days I guess going on in Ukraine for, for Russian TV uh, as, uh, as uh, you know, RT is uh, literally uh, getting down and dirty uh, and dogging the uh, situation. If you ever talked about wagging a dog, well, uh, you know, even even they've been blaming uh, or saying that, uh, uh, which we'll call it, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the US president has, has been accused of this. Uh, well, we found the dog that's being wagged. And in this particular instance, it's being wagged by. Russia Today TV, very interesting. I'm Mike of New York, I'm going to leave you with that tonight on our latest update, or actually this morning, or could it be tonight, wherever you are in the world, as we see, woof woof, what goes on as this conflict continues in the Ukraine. Good morning, good night, good day, from Mike of New York, I'm Mike Cohen.